Thank you so much for tuning into the Big Honker Podcast. Listen, we got a couple things going on right now. If you head over to our Patreon, it is super easy to find. Patreon.com and type in the Big Honker Podcast. Get signed up in there. It's three bucks a month, and we are going to have a major giveaway. Uh, can we announce that yet? Uh, no, not yet. But we not are yet. We're doing a giveaway right now. We're giving away a two-man goose hunt for November 4th and 5th. Okay. With lodging and meals right now, you've got to be a member of the Patreon, and then you need to invite another member of Patreon to join join you. So the two of you together, and it's going to be a giveaway, a two-man goose hunt for November 4th and 5th, which is our opening weekend at Stanfield Hanging Outfitters. I do have some dates still available. November is lights out, shooting some trophy specs. I've got uh, Monday and Tuesday before Thanksgiving still available, and I've got think i have one weekend available too i think the november 17th 18th weekend is available anyways look me up holler at me at stanfieldhunting.com or you can call me in the office 940-658-3172 and also july 20th we will release the second season of the first family of waterfowl on our youtube channel Uh, a lot of people don't know about our youtube channel head over to youtube the big honker podcast and our entire library. If we record a podcast, the video portion goes up to YouTube. Season one is up there now. If you'll just scroll down on our homepage, it is already pulled out. So all you got to do is click on it. There's four episodes this year. There will be more than four episodes. And uh, we're very, very excited about what we're going to bring you in season two. So go check those things out. Also, go check out Boss Shot Shells. If you are not shooting Boss by now, You are missing out on a major advantage. It only takes one. It is copper-plated bismuth, so the physics behind it all makes sense. It travels further, faster, for longer. So um, check them out, BossShotShells.com. The brand-new War Chief is coming out soon, and you can get that shipped straight to your door. You're not going to find them in any big box stores. It's all direct-to-consumer, keeps the price in check, and affordable for... You great hunters out there. So the War Chief is going to have a new buffering system, and it is going to keep a tighter pattern, more pellets on target at greater distances. So when that comes out there, I'm telling you, you're going to want to get a hold of it. So also, check them out at Boss Shot Shells. And the sub gauges for the older guys. Yep. If you're an older person and you're 60 plus years old and your shoulders are wore out from working hard all the time, go get the sub gauge, get you a 28 gauge. You can hunt with all your buddies, kill everything they're doing, the same knockdown power. And Boss makes the best sub-gauge loads there are. So anyways, check them out at BossShotShells.com. We have a brand new sponsor, Hemp Hill Farm. You can save money. BHP will save you 20% off at checkout. They are a CBD company. We had Patrick Nelson on not too long ago, and he told us why he started this. And his sister passed away from ovarian cancer, and they got involved in CBD as a pain management. And that's Hemp Hill Farms. That's H-E-M-P Hemp hill like hill h-i-l-l farm is p-h-a-r-m like pharmacy hemphillfarm.com 20 percent off your next order using bhp at checkout and it is all cbd and all it's legal to ship to all states but i'm telling you right now it's good stuff i take one at sleep every night helps me sleep at night you get the ouchies you can rub the roll on on you immediate help hemphillfarm.com next we are brought to you by pacific calls and Right now, you can save money with them, too. We have a promo code with them. BHP25 saves 25% off at checkout. My favorite call, my favorite goose call is the BA Lesser call. They did an absolutely phenomenal job in the design of it. It is a short little screamer. It's loud, It, but it also has a lot of range, which is what I look for in a goose call. 
Uh, it's loud, it's very responsive, and it's got a great range. Also, my favorite duck call, the PCD, is available online right now. And for you stork hunters, the Sandhill Steakhouse crane call is what I use anytime I have to trick those wary bastards. Uh, but go to PacificCustomCalls.com, use our promo code BHP25. They will also be at Squad Fest and Delta. So if you want to call in person, Come to any of those hunting shows and they will be there. They're great guys to work with. So go check them out. PacificCustomCalls.com, promo code BHP25. Also, we're brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. Squad Fest is coming up in just a couple short weeks, July 28th and 29th. I will be there along with a lot of our other sponsors. It's going to be a great time. We hope to see everybody out at St. Louis. It's going to be a great time. Calling contest, music, and uh, dinner Friday night. And it's going to be... It's going to be a great party to kick off waterfowl season. Always they, a good time. They've got amazing products. They've revolutionized the silhouette game. Uh, so if you're wanting to run silhouettes, it, they are the way to go. They're affordable and they don't take up much space and they look great. You do not need full bodies to kill geese. So check out their silhouettes. They've got a floater line out. They got it all. So divebombindustries.com. They're pretty much a one-stop shop. We're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. I am a cold brew guy now. I got my pitcher in. It's super easy to make. Dirty Duck Coffee makes the King Eider brew, and that is their cold brew that they have just released just a couple months ago. It's great for an afternoon pick-me-up. It's summertime. It's hot outside. I don't want to drink hot coffee all the time, but I do need my caffeine fix. Every afternoon about 3.30, I make me a nice cold brew with a little bit of uh, goodness inside of it. And that's how I get through my afternoons. They've also got great, they got a Missouri boat ride blend. That's my favorite coffee for in the morning and uh, high velocity for those days that I'm needing a little bit of an extra caffeine kick. So they got it all. Head over to dirtyduckcoffee.com and you can figure out what works for you and they'll ship it straight to you. But yeah, check out the King Eider. I like it. Also, we're brought to you by Shin Gear. They are not just a waiter company anymore. As a matter of fact, they've got bibs coming out. They've got a new jacket coming out that they're very excited about, the Flyway jacket. I just saw it today. Uh, it looks great. All of their products are above and beyond expectations. They, they beat every expectation that you can have. I can tell you that the bibs are some of the best that I've ever worn. They're totally windproof, totally waterproof, uh, and, they, and they, keep, they keep you dry and warm. Um, you can layer up underneath them. You're not going to find bibs that are that are any better anywhere else. They're my favorite. All of their jackets are great. Their waders are phenomenal. And that every one of their products comes with the guarantee that they will stand behind it for as long as you stand in it. So check them out, shingear.com, and make a purchase. You're not going to be disappointed. They're great people, and we're proud to be associated with them. Also, we're brought to you by the Looking Glass Podcast. Head over to their Patreon account, give them some money, and you will have their entire library of debauchery. Logan and Rebel put on a very, very good show, and for those long road trips, they are a great show to listen to, uh, and you're not going to meet two nicer individuals than Logan and Rebel. So head over to Patreon, Looking Glass Podcast, and put in your credit card information, and you're set and ready to go. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. Motion. It's dove season, and it's time for spinners. Motion. You need motion if you're going to dove hunt. It is a game changer because they'll do it just like ducks will. You put out five or six of those uh, dove spinners, and your dove will put on a show. 
Just like your ducks and they will fly across will. the field to come in to land and decoy to you. Once you do it, you'll never hunt the old way again. What's good about it is you can sit in your tailgate, get you some lawn chairs around there, all your buddies sit around together, put the spinners out, and you can hunt a spread and you're visiting. You got to be spread out by 50 to 75 yards and hollering and bird, bird, bird. They'll come right to you. Lots of fun. So check them out. They've also got dog kennels, five star crash test rated, phenomenal uh, A frame blinds, and world class duck spinners. So if you need motion, Check them out, luckyduck.com, and just have a field day on their website. Order one of everything. Also, we're brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. They have been putting ducks back into the sky for 85 years, and they are a great partner to be with. If it weren't for organizations like Ducks Unlimited, we wouldn't have the ducks that we do now. They're putting money back into wetland conservation and wetland development and and healthy duck population. More duck habitat. We are happy to be a part of them, and you can join their team. You know, figure out a way, start a chapter, join a chapter. Uh, there's lots of ways to get involved, and your money will be put to work. So, Ducks Unlimited is a great company, and you need to be a part of them. We're also brought to you by Double T British Kennels. If you are needing a puppy, a started dog, finished dog, Corey can help you out. Uh, there is a bit of a waiting list, so just go to his website, Brit Labs. And uh, you can get signed up and, you know, tell them what you're looking for. Tell them what you're wanting. And as soon as one becomes available, you'll be the proud owner of a Double T British Lab. They're great citizens. You, they're not unruly in the house. They got very good manners. And they've also got a lot of drive. You do not want a hunting dog that doesn't have a lot of drive. So all of Corey's dogs, they're very, very well mannered. But they've also got a ton of incredible drive. So you're getting the best of both worlds with a double T lab. So check them out, BritLabs.com. Also, we're brought to you by Mossberg. I shot their waterfowl gun all last year and it held up. It held up to the beating of hunting seven days a week, ran everything that I wanted to through it. It's one of those OG companies. So you see a Mossberg behind the counter at Academy or Bass Pro or Cabela's. Listen, Take it out for a test drive. They've been there a long time. Been they making have. quality guns for 100 years. That's at Mossberg.com. Last but not least, we are brought to you by Alpha Outdoors Specialties, the maker of the Stanfield stool. It's going to save my back this season is what it's going to do. Save my back and my butt. No more sitting on buckets. They've also got a brand new product. Can we talk about it? Yes. The Blind Caddy. It is going to have everything that you need for shotgun shells, coffee Drinks. mugs, you name it, it, it is going to fit on A-frames. It's going to fit on the inside of an A-frame and keep all of your stuff out of the dirt, out of the mud, and keep it handy to where you can grab it if you need it in a hurry. And they will be at Delta. Come by and sit there and see them. They'll have Stanfield stools in stock there. Come on by display. And, yep, test, right, test, cool. test set in them. Very good. That is Alpha Outdoors Specialties. That is it for us. Thank you for tuning in. God bless. Okay, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Peyton Pierce. He is the number one recruit at linebacker in the nation. He has committed to Ohio State. He will be there. He's got a great head on his shoulders, and he is an animal on the football field and on the wrestling mats. It was a lot of fun talking to him. His future is bright. He's going to be a star there at Ohio State, and he's going to shine here in Texas football here in just a couple weeks. So enjoy this episode. He's a lot of fun to talk to, and uh, I'll be rooting for him this year. Here he is, Peyton Pierce. I got to hide that cord. That looks trashy. Ready From the bottom of the TV. I see it. Yeah, it looks very trashy.
But I had to I had to do that for the new life. Start this up. Let's go. Bitch slap him one day. I'll get Peyton to bitch slap you is what I'll do. He'll do it. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast, brought to you by, and I forgot who the hell it's brought by, Dirty Duck Coffee. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the world-famous Andy Shaver. It is cold brew season. I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Every you, afternoon, 3.30. This is my ritual now, 3.30. You taking some to Squad Fest with you? No, I'll be drinking a lot of water. It's going to be 104. I'll be drinking water. Woo. Water there. With us today, it's, almost, cold brew, it's almost football season. It we, is. We have the number one ranked linebacker in the entire country of the United States of America from Lucas Lovejoy High School, Mr. Peyton Pierce, who's headed to Ohio State. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are y'all? The Ohio State. You got to get that right, right? Yep, exactly. They they, they actually like patented it. They're the Ohio State now. Like You have to say it with it. You have to say it. So I- what was... I'm assuming you've got you've done your trip up there. Like, what was it about Ohio State that won you over? Um, definitely their practice. I think just the culture that they have is it was something like I've never seen. I kind of got I got offered by them pretty late, um, and so I, I've already been recruited for about two years before they offered me. And I, I watched a bunch of practices, and I really kind of had no idea where I wanted to go, and nothing really. St- like really stuck out with me i was kind of like bobbling between like three or four different schools not really knowing which one i wanted to go to and then ended up getting offered by ohio state and went up there and i realized that that was the place so they had like the most competitive practice i've ever seen and it's just like all the guys that they have there are you know the top players in the country so every day you're getting better i mean you're playing against the best receivers in the country gets be- one of the best quarterbacks and o-line and day in and day out competing against them it just makes kind of game day more easy and then just i like the college campus and i like the i just like everything about it i think their coaching staff's really good and uh i match well with their scheme i think i I felt like just kind of all the stars aligned and it was a perfect fit for me so you were getting recruited as a sophomore i was getting recruited as a freshman yeah i (laughs) i ended up i got a I, so I went to Allen High School my freshman year, and where like Kyler Murray and a bunch of you know it's it's the biggest high school in the country, and they had I think they won like five. This is when I was growing up. My dad coached there and stuff, so they won five state championships in a matter of like ten years at the highest level in Texas high school football, and they were like kind of like a dynasty or whatever. And so they never had anyone start as a freshman, and so I. Uh, my eighth grade year going into it was COVID year going into my freshman year they bumped me up to the varsity and I, I kind of got put on the uh, you know like spotlight a little bit as a freshman because no one kind of really has done that before so it it, it, it really helped me like kind of boost my recruitment um, just playing as a freshman on varsity. What are your metrics? How tall are you? I'm about 
I'm between six one and six two, and I'm about uh, I fluctuate, but I'm about two twenty five. What, what do you run the forty in? Uh, my last four, I'm high four fives. Probably. I, I saw yeah. I saw his film. He's a stud. Well, you have to be if you're the number one linebacker in the country. Okay, I got to ask you the tough question. Uh oh. Now I'm not a Buckeye fan, but I'm a football fan. I have tons of Ohio hunters here, and there is no, there's not a more loyal fan base than Ohio. I'm telling you right now, Ohio State people love Ohio State. But I, I, if if my kid was getting recruited by anybody in the country, and he come to me and said, "I want to go to Ohio State, Dad," and they offered me a full ride, I'd say, "Well, you might as well get your checkbook out because you're probably going to get a play in the NFL." Because outside of yep. maybe Alabama, nobody puts people in the pros more than Ohio State. And I'm going to catch more shit from all of our listeners in the SEC. But that's the truth. The, the, the best yeah. – they are wide receiver university. They've put more wide receivers in the NFL than anybody has. And I saw a big debate on this the other day with Alabama. But it's not even comparable. Ohio State is crazy, the people they put in. And they're offensive linemen. Every good NFL team has got an offensive lineman from Ohio State. Now, linebackers. Are you excited to be playing against Michigan? What's the school you look forward to playing the most? Michigan. Michigan. Or the team up. Well, once I get there, we're not allowed to say it. You got to say the team up north. Like, <laughs> they don't. One thing, like, I, I didn't realize until, like, I went up there. Because, I, I mean, I'm from the south and from Texas. I grew up watching OU Texas, Auburn, Alabama. I, and I watched Ohio State-Michigan rivalry, but I never really, like, realized how, you know, crazy it is. And once I got up there, like the fact that they, they don't, you, I, I wore a blue shirt. I wore, it wasn't even blue. It was like a baby blue shirt, like kind of like yours. And I, uh, I wore it in there and I, I got <laughs> hell for it. Like, coach day, their head coach, everyone was talking about it. And so I had to switch shirts. Like it was, it's unbelievable, but yeah, it's for sure. Um, and now like, like after me committing to Ohio state, all these Michigan fans are just hating on me. So I'm like, F them. I'm ready to, <laughs> play against michigan it's i think it's one of the coolest games you know in all of sports and just to be a part of that is it's unbelievable and have a chance to you know win that game or be in it is it's it's a pretty special opportunity i tell you what playing against michigan because michigan people hate ohio state i'm telling you we, we have a couple guys from michigan that work for me and if ohio state bus was broke down the side of the road and it was on fire and it had orphans in there they'd keep fucking driving they 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 hate yeah. Ohio State and Ohio State hates Michigan. What about getting to go to Penn State and play on the All White Night? Would that not be an awesome deal? Uh, we were talking about that actually like two days ago. We there was a video on I don't know my dad's or my brother saw it on Instagram and it was like uh, Penn State walking out and you got like the white out and everyone's like chanting and uh, it, it just like it gave me goosebumps like knowing that I'd have to play in that and, and it's cool because when you're at Ohio State every team you play, you're their big game. Yeah. And so like hacking it out, like you play against, um, Iowa, if you're at Iowa and you're playing against them, it's their blackout game and everyone's going to be there. It's just every game. It's, it's their, it's their big game. And so, and now with like, there's different conference rules or they're changing conference rules where they're taking the top two records. Once USC and UCLA joins, we could play the team up North back to back weeks in the, yeah, it's it's gonna be unbelievable. Now, are you going to do like Jackson did? So we had Jackson Lavender on last year, and he uh, he opted. He went ahead and went to SMU in the spring, didn't he? Yep. Are he, you gonna do that also? Or are you gonna stick it stick out your high school career? I'll 
I'll do that. They uh, no, it's pretty more. It's pretty common now. Most most guys will do that because I mean, if you don't, then you're kind of just getting thrown right into the fire. And I'd rather. I mean, I'm not going to be doing anything my second half of my senior year, just kind of hanging out. Right. So go there early, and I can do spring ball or just get thrown in the fire early and start understanding um, everything and kind of see where I'm at. I, I'll know where I'm at. Season starts if I want to, you know, play this up and coming season or red shirt or whatever. I think it'll be. A, and I can just learn a lot. I mean, I'm going to go from playing, you know, high school football to going against these guys in a matter of, you know, weeks. And so it will be, it'll be fun, but I'm excited. Okay. I'm going to ask a, a couple of tough questions. First one is, and this has happened before. Let's say something unfortunate happens and you hurt and you get injured this year. Pretty bad injury. Can Ohio state rescind their, their uh, offer to you or are they stuck to that commitment? Because the guy at Oklahoma state, I can't remember his name. Uh, what's a coach guy? Gundy. Gundy. He took away a kid's scholarship one time on something, and they caught a lot of flack from that, and it's hurt them in recruiting sometimes. So are you – is Ohio State committed to you if you got hurt? Yes. I mean, I, I wouldn't commit to – that's what, like, my dad talked to their head coach about this. Like, by God, if something happens and I get hurt this season, will y'all, you know, respect my, you know, offer? And they've made it super clear, included all their players that they're – the, the guys that they recruit, they, they take, that's why it took them so long to, you know, offer me and they offer me relays because they, they take, you know, a, a lot of care into who they, who they recruit and they want the right type of guy. And so they'll, they, I don't think they'll pull, they, they haven't done it to other people. They don't guys that are committed that are all in. I mean, they're having me going out trying to recruit other guys. I don't think they'll, uh, they wouldn't do that. And they had a, they had a player actually this past season. He, uh, he, so he, I think he got it to Ohio State in 2017, maybe. And he's played, he's had four ACL surgeries in five years. Ooh. And they've kept him on scholarship every year. And he actually ended up scoring a touchdown this season. He's like team captain, stuff like that. Had a bunch of adversity, but they stuck with him. He had four ACLs. I couldn't imagine, you know, doing something like that. So it just shows the type of program they have. And I think, uh, yeah, I don't, they, they wouldn't do that. Okay, my other question is, as being a top dog in the country the nil money did that come a big part of you getting recruited is it on who's paying you the most or is that i mean this i want to talk about the elephant in the room nobody everybody everybody's curious about this but nobody knows hardly so when 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 ohio state offers you a deal is there a car company or somebody up there that says hey if you come here we're going to give you x amount of dollars does that go hand in hand with that um i mean it's it's a very gray area because it's so new um like with recruiting, like if you're like like a top guy in the country like this, like I know wherever I go, I'm gonna eventually, you know, have whatever I I didn't go. You're gonna get uh, with all the if you're gonna go to a top school, you're gonna get great nil, you know, benefits from whatever school you go to. So I was more worried about like I didn't care because I knew that Ohio State, and I'm fortunate enough to have good parents that you know make well enough money where I don't really have to look at that too much. Um, cause I know where, wherever I'm going to go is going to be, um, have good NIL opportunities. With that being said, Ohio state, they said has the best, um, and I, they have a really good NIL and they, um, uh, they ended up, I think they raised like $300 million or something crazy to, um, renovate the new, um, their facility and the players and people voted to, uh, just pour that into NIL. So they've got tons of nil money from all these donors um and like guys up on the team like when you get there like 
they're driving cars from dealerships like hey i'll give you this car if you you know do do this ad with me and stuff like that and just on top of that like you get everything for free like there's nothing we have to pay for and transportation there's just everything's paid for so it's a it's a good benefit but it's never really i just want to go somewhere where i can you know get developed and luckily like hopefully like with my nil money that i make i I can put it away and invest it in some good stuff because you already get so much stuff on top of that and i think ohio state's one of the best uh they are the best team in the country for nil uh stuff there's a bunch of you know um stats that say that and stuff and we talked a lot about that at our uh, at my official visit but it's a really gray area and a lot of it when you get there it just depends on how much you play like if you're a guy like marvin harrison jr he's making a lot of money uh selling a lot of stuff and so he's but i mean if you're a backup you're probably not going to make as much as but there's always like a baseline these guys are going to make so it's it's a very gray area but it's a it's a really cool opportunity. I got a question for you, Andy. Yeah. How much money do you think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to make this year? Mm, I'm going to say a million. Seven. I'm going to say a million. Oh. What, what Do you know what he's making? More than that. Uh, more than that. I, I, I think he's making a lot more than how, that. He, how uh, much do you think he's making? Me? Uh, he's probably making... Oh, I don't know. Definitely more than a million. I, I'm gonna have to guess. He's. I mean, they've. He's ever. He almost has two hundred thousand followers on all social medias, and he's he's partnered with a uh, this company that makes a this machine that will. You know, you type in. It's a like one of you know those like ball machines where it shoots you the football oh, yeah, and you yeah, catch yeah. it like a jugs machine. This, yeah, yeah, like a jug machine, but it's this new one where you can type in the route in like the it's it's like we had we got to they're like thirty thousand dollars and uh we rented one like that company came by our school and let some of our receivers catch Mm -hmm. with it he's sponsored by it but it's like you can plug in um whatever route you want and whatever distance and height you want the ball to be at and it will shoot you the perfect ball like and so like every time i've come up there he'll be out there for like hours just catching off that machine crazy but yeah he's sponsored by them i think he's sponsored by chipotle like it's <laughs> it's not sponsored by Ant. plus his like website where he sells all his uh like merchandise that's signed and stuff i think he's making a ton of money and i want and he'll make a ton of money in the nfl too so. he's gonna make more money in three years than his dad made in his career probably yeah probably and he like for example like i went to um i i took a visit to Arkansas about a year ago and their linebacker, he went to Lovejoy. He played at Arkansas, started like five years. He ended up staying at Arkansas um, for like a sixth year senior because he was going to make more money right. through L staying at Arkansas that sixth year than going to the NFL. So it's just, there's a lot of, it, it's a, it's an interesting, uh, it's just all new. It's a gray area, but it's, there's a, there's a lot of good benefits for it. And I'm excited. Well, I can that. tell you that there's a lot of money into it because Senate, the Senate and the U.S. government's trying to get involved. They had a meeting yesterday in Washington, D.C. What are they wanting to do? Oh, they're wanting to regulate the NIL. Oh. So, like someone just so well, that they can get their cut. Th- they can get their cut. But someone from the NCAA said, listen, and this is coming from the NCAA, which I have as about as much use for as I do the UIL. They're, they, they're like, well, well, we don't need a third party governing these universities and stuff. Right. Well, yeah, if the government gets involved, it's all fucked up. Everything the government touches turns to shit. But they're they're well, wanting to be involved in that. 
I know they already te- like we don't even like I, I think it's around 35 40 percent of it we don't even get because it's like taxed or whatever so it's just yep. like yeah I'm pretty sure it's there's there's a good amount that we don't even get like if you get a million dollars you're not getting a million you're getting you know whatever because you got to pay taxes for it and that's what we got to like learn they're they're supposed to like teach us about all that stuff and that's what my parents are trying to get me to understand and stuff. So it's, we don't get all the money that we say, like we get, but we had uh, Trey Wayne's on a month or so ago. And anyway, he was a first round draft pick for the Minnesota Vikings, a cornerback. And, you know, we were talking about some of the insane amount of money that's being thrown around, but he's like, when you look at it, like 50% is probably going to go to taxes. Then you got agents fees on top of it. Then you got union dues. He's like, by the time you get, by the time you get it, you're just wealthy. You're not uber wealthy. Sixty percent of it, seventy percent of it's already gone. Now, sixty percent of two hundred. What Josh Justin Herbert just signed for yesterday? Two hundred sixty like, million dollars. There's a little bit of money left over, but you know, I mean, Saquon's deal. What's it? One year, eleven million. Yeah, you know, I want to touch on that run, running back stuff while we're talking football for a minute. These running backs, the average running back in the NFL, the average size for running back is lower than a kicker. Well, there's one fucking kicker on a team, and there's right. about four running backs. So if you want to take that in account, but it's a screwed up process, but it's, it's what's more important, an offensive lineman, a Saquon's left tackle just signed for what? Yeah. 22 million a year. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. But that's, you know, that's more important. The Dallas Cowboys have got their priorities screwed up right now. Now I'm not a big Cowboy fan, but Zach Martin, they won't sign him to a deal. He's what makes their offensive line go. Right. That Diggs guy, he, he went from 11 interceptions to nine interceptions to three last year. You know, so they've just tied up a hundred million dollars on a guy that had a great rookie year, and since then he hasn't done a lot. So I think they, I think their priorities are screwed up. That offensive line—if you're building a football team, offensive and defensive line—is where you need to build your team, other than quarterback. I really, I, I really believe that. Where the, that's where the games are won, especially like at the next level. I mean, we—I know, uh, like the Chiefs, they their their center Creed Humphrey, he's probably the best best center in the league, and they just dominate on the. Their their O line is just that's why they win so much and they've uh, yeah they've got Patrick Mahomes obviously he's a good reason why they win but they have a really good old, like you look at all the good team like the Eagles playing in the uh, Super Bowl I mean they've got like Jason Kelsey and they're just killing guys they're, it's just you got to win that that front seven is so yeah. important so not only are you the top recruit in the nation at linebacker you're also the number one wrestler in the nation. So that's yeah. like a that's like I, a hidden would, talent you got. Yeah, I I wouldn't say I'm the best wrestler in the country because actually, the dude who I wrestle with is the pound for pound number one wrestler in the country. He, uh, Ferrari. You guys got to look. Have you ever heard about no. these dudes, the Ferrari uh-uh. brothers? It, it's unbelievable. They're um, so I grew up. After this, you need to go look at these guys or look at them now. It's unbelievable. They're uh, they've got about a. They're, the oldest brother's got about a hundred thousand followers, and he won. Are they on TikTok uh, or what? Now, just go Instagram? on Instagram. Uh, Mister Fast Twitch okay. is his name, and uh, that's the oldest brother. But it's these three brothers, and they're the each brother was like the number one wrestler in the country for their age uh, division, and the oldest brother ended up uh, going to uh, Oklahoma State and won the national championship as a true freshman and uh has blown up but they've had a lot of like a lot of stuff dealing with the law with the <laughs> older ones but the youngest one i grew up with 
and uh, he wrestled. So my brother's a head wrestling coach at Melissa High School, which is about ten minutes away from us, and uh, he he's uh, wrestling for him. And so it's uh, every like yesterday, I was up I was up there uh, at my brother's wrestling room. We're working on we're working on open field tackling on a wrestling mat with uh, with him and boxing and stuff. They're they're but they're they're crazy. They're 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 something else. If y'all get them <laughs> on the podcast, man. There's some Miss, Mr. Fa- now, Mr. Fast Twitch is the older brother. He's the oldest, yes, and he'll uh, AJ. He, yeah, AJ. He's he's the oldest, and he'll. I think, per- biasly, I think the youngest one will be the very best wrestler. And he's in, um, he's in your class. I grade, yeah, because he's just the youngest, <clears throat> and I think he's just and. Uh, but the oldest, he'll probably do um, MMA. <laughs> Who knows what he's gonna do? He can do a lot of stuff with NIL. He's got his own brand or whatever, and he'll big following. Um, and then the middle ones at Iowa, he just he just got to Iowa, so he's gonna wrestle there. It'll be it'll be interesting. Iowa just signed an NIL deal with UFC, so there's a there's a lot of lot of oh, new shit, stuff. I'm gonna heard about. I'm gonna tell you what's crazy about that that this kid is he'd whip somebody's ass in a bar because his ears ain't jacked up real bad. Are they not? No. So you would notice you would know oh. he was a wrestler. Yeah, he and he's strong. He's the strongest dude I know. Like pound for pound, like you go watch his Instagram videos, like of him lifting. He can, like his he he's deadlifts six hundred sixty five pounds and can squat, you know, a gazillion pounds. It's it's unbelievable. And he's a flexible. Yeah, he's like, he's like the most I'm looking flexible. at him here. He's got I don't know how much weight's on one hundred forty five pounds, but like it's below his feet. He's 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 up on like a box, and he's just bending all the way down. And like the weight is below his feet when he pulls up, so he's flexible as hell. Like he looks like he's getting ready to do a yeah. swan dive or something. Yeah, it's like it's unbelievable. They're they're freaks of nature, but like they've grown up every day in the wrestling room, and that's kind of what's helped me is because wrestling football wasn't my first sport. It was re- wrestling right. was my first other wrestled collegiately, and he uh, he wrestled at worlds and stuff, and so and then it just like luckily enough I got big. My brother's he's like my brother's probably like five nine. And I got lucky and got pretty big, and then it started translating over to football. And then I just I've kind of stuck with football and let wrestling kind of be my second. But it's uh it's no joke. It, it's definitely helped a lot me more a lot. money in football. So now you play offense also, correct? Yeah, I, yeah, I play a little quarterback. Got that old jump back. pass. Yeah, we're uh, hopefully there. So I'm our I'm our second string quarterback, like official second string quarterback. So during spring ball. I was, you know, having to like actually make reads and throw the ball downfield and stuff. We have like an air raid offense, so it was it was pretty fun, like slinging the ball downfield. We've got we got two power five receivers and two power five tight ends, so I mean it's it's not not too hard to score with them. <laughs> now, what what round did y'all it, lose in last year? We uh, second or third. I ended up tearing my hamstring, so I didn't even get to play. I only played I played eight quarters last season. But I was fortunate enough to play good enough in those eight quarters where it didn't it didn't hurt my recruitment or anything like. That. And so I've uh I'm just ready. I haven't played football in a while, and I'm super super ready for this season. It will be a it'll be a fun season for us. So you got hurt early. If you only played eight quarters, you know you got hurt in September last year. Yeah, I got hurt pretty pretty early. We play. I played about three three four games, but we. I mean, I'd get pulled out at halftime. But oh. I ended up. How it happened is I I. We, I was already pulled out of the games like in the 
second half and it was like the fourth quarter and we had like three minutes left in our game and our quarterback went down and I had to go out there and I've been I had everything taken off and I've been sitting on the bench for two hours and I walk out there and I try to and I get a free hole and I start booking it down the sideline and blew my hammy out because I had I was just cold I hadn't been doing anything and then I just tried to get back too early because I wanted to play so bad and I I just kept you know repulling and I could never get back from it because it just it i couldn't give it time to heal because there's you only get a certain amount of weeks to you know play now you tore your hammy or you pulled your hammy i pulled it and then it, it was a i think it was a grade three or grade two like it they they don't really know right. they it, I, it was really a pull and then it kind of got worse but now it's good i mean i'm i'm fine i wrestled this full this wrestling season on it and there's i haven't had any issue i'm running full speed now so i'm all good but it was just I, it was really just a matter like I tried to I should have waited about three to four weeks after and I waited like one or two because right. I went to play and it just and then I was like all right and then I was just screwed after that and I suited up and tried to get in the games and couldn't ever, I, could, I just couldn't run so it, it was hard to now play what with. do you what weight do you wrestle at uh my sophomore year I wrestled at 225 and then my junior year they bumped it down to 215 weight class. So I, I had to cut down a little was bit. Was that bad so or was wrestling. that weight cut not terrible? I mean, you're wrestling a ton and wrestling, you're you're in a hot room. You you automatically just kind of lose weight because it gets so uh, you're just doing cardio all the time. So I kind of it kind of came off me pretty easy, but I mean it wasn't it wasn't super easy, but I didn't really have to like cut weight. Right. So it was it. Was, you're not spitting in like a in a water bottle during class or whatever. No, I've had. No, my, my brother, my brother, when he wrestled in college, like I, my parents, my dad wouldn't let me watch. Cause he like, they're doing like these methods where like my brother would go, like he's cutting. I mean, he probably sits at 170 and he's wrestling at, sits at 175 and he's wrestling 149 every week. And so he's like, you know, cut, drinks a bunch of water. He had one thing like where they tried to do this, where he drank a bunch of water one week. So his body gets used to peeing. And so even when he's dehydrated, he's still peeing. It was ter- It's just terrible for you. Like it's hard to watch, man. It was. It was awful, and I feel bad. But yeah, it's worked out. Yeah, so it's fine. There's a that weight cutting thing. It's an interesting, you know, dynamic because one school of thought is like, well, let's just just wrestle at whatever you weigh. But then there's another school of thought that's like, well, if I can weigh 170 and I can wrestle 30 pounds lighter, you know, I'm stronger than than some of those guys. But if they're if everybody's cutting weight. Like you want as much advantage as you can and get as low as you can, but if nobody's cutting weight, then it's just like we're just gonna wrestle at whatever we weigh at. Yeah, and so I think college there's a lot more weight cutting than in high school. But like that Ferrari kid, he can cut weight, but he's so good he doesn't even he doesn't even need to. He just he'll wrestle, you know, heavy. I still beat him. Like he wrestled, he probably could have wrestled one fifty something <laughs> this year, and he wrestled one five and beat the number. Like I think he's number twelve kid in the country in the state finals, and just killed. And you've him. only but lost one you... match. Yeah, I lost one match in my high school career. That was it. Have you got to avenge no. that, or did that kid like age out or whatever? Oh, it was. Here's the story. So, I won. I went undefeated my sophomore year, and then my junior year, I went undefeated, and in the state finals, I lost. Mm. Lost my last match of my life. It was it was super hard because I hate losing, and I'm so much better my junior year of wrestling, and I just 
I made a, I made a mistake and ended up. It's just it's so hard to come back in wrestling, and I ended up like getting. He this kid caught me in like a, a it's called a. I was winning. I was winning too, which which is what was so frustrating. Like when you out wrestle someone, it's and you still lose. It's like for it's like if you're in a UFC fight and you're beating the dude, but he catches you with like something, and it's just he caught me and I got caught on my back and I lost my points. So it's just. It was frustrating, but I mean, it's wrestling. That's what wrestling. It's just, it's there's no sport like it. Like you can train as hard as you want, and it will like the, tra- the training will pay off. But like if you do something stupid, it's hard to come back from it. And so, it's a uh, it's a real me- 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 mentally challenging game. And it was my last match of my career, so it was it was it was it was pretty hard to go through. I, I hated it, but. Um, I learned a lot from it. I learned a lot of lessons. Do you think you took your eye off the ball, like just for a split second in there? Did you lose your concentration, or what happened? Uh, I got a little frustrated at the ref. Oh. I threw down like three times, and the ref kept calling it out of bounds, and I was getting frustrated. You can't get like you can't you can't lose your temper because you get tired, and then it's just your mind's not in the right place. And I mean, I'm in the I'm wrestling the second best kid in the state. Like I can't I got to keep my mind right, and you know older than you and you got to keep a good mindset and i did i just i i made a stupid mistake and got put on my back i didn't get pinned but i mean it's just it's just frustrating i mean i would take it back if i could but also i learned a lot from that loss um about just keeping composure and that's what that ferrari kid is so good at like he's had so many he he should have lost a lot of matches that he came back and beat these like he's wrestling top guys in the country and he's been taken down losing a match by you know four points and then come back and beat the dude just because their mentality is just something else so it's it's a it's a lot of mental stuff but it's it was a good lesson and i i I, i've got i've learned from it and i uh I, i can just all i can do is just keep getting better where do you uh did you get recruited in wrestling then too uh, no, not really. Like people kind of, it's, you can't really wrestle in college with, um, you can't, yeah. It's wrestling in college and playing football. It's just like at Ohio state, you just, you can't do that. Cause it's, it, it requires so much from you in both ways. So it's, you kind of have to choose. So I chose right. And I knew football was kind of going to be my path. And so I've kind of stuck with football for the recruitment stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm wrestled out. I'm, I'm all good. I don't need to wrestle. <laughs> so all the schools knew, like, he's not, he's not coming here to wrestle. He's going to go play football somewhere. So they didn't even bother. No. Where, where, who all recruited you in football? Where, where, where all did you take visits to besides Ohio State? Oh, I took visits to a lot of places. I, uh, a lot, there's so many schools just in, in Texas area that I got to visit a lot. Like every school in Texas, I visited UT a lot. I visited OU a lot. I visited A&M a lot. Uh, let's see. Those are kind of the, the main TCU, especially this season with TCU having that good season. I visited them a good amount, have a really good relationship with their, uh, their DC is, was roommates with our DC at our high school. So, which is kind of, kind of funny, but, uh, I, I mean, Tennessee love Tennessee, Florida state, Notre Dame, uh, Wisconsin. I checked out Wisconsin, liked it. OU, Arkansas, not, not, nothing really West Coast. I didn't go West Coast. Um, where else? Okay, this, I, I got a tough question for you. If it wasn't Ohio State, who would have been in the mix? See, that's the question. Like, there's, 
I really liked Tennessee. I think Tennessee was one that really stuck out. Tennessee, OU, Notre Dame, and A&M, and Florida State were kind of my ones that I was really looking looking hard to. I got a good. We have a very good friend of ours that's a Tennessee guy, and it's going to kill him to know that they almost had you because he that, lives in Ohio. So he yeah. hate, he hates it. He's a tenant. He's a vault. He went to college in Tennessee. He lives in Ohio. Grew up in Ohio. Hates the Buckeyes. And like he's got a because his brother in law is super annoying. He's one of those Buckeye fans that's like ninety nine percent of the rest of them way annoying. <laughs> so he's like anytime he gets a chance to root against the Buckeyes, he does it. But yeah, to know that uh, it would have been the Vols. That's a cool campus too. Yeah, it is. It's that's really what stuck out. It was a really it's just such a cool place, and being like SEC and just that campus and student life with this past season that they've had is pretty pretty cool so that's kind of really what's and i like their coaches a lot but i just i felt like ohio state was the right fit and i'm sticking with that 100 yeah, percent. i would like, i would listen, go north also yeah that, now, damn that, hot. now that's another thing you're gonna go to ohio in like what january february that's a different yeah. animal up there bub oh yeah i know i'm uh well here the thing i was talking to my dad about is a lot of i'll get to play the cold games and it's gonna be cold and i know that but I also I won't have to go like I went to I watched A and M during fall camp and like you can't even stand outside it's so hot right. and humid they got to go through all that like where it's their other guys are cramping during the game and this is like the first month of football like these guys are dying outside while you guys got the guys up north playing in like seventy degree <laughs> weather so it's uh, and and defensively playing in the cold is a little better it's hard harder to throw the ball when it's cold. So it just it's hard it's hard to play offense I think when it's colder so that gives a defensive guys more of an advantage up north I guess I don't know I kind of just made that conclusion but I'd rather I like it when it's cold because it hurts more when yeah. you get people like nobody wants to get molly whopped when it's seven degrees outside yeah fucking yeah. sucks um so do you like what what style of play do you think that you embody most like are you uh are, can you are you a, like a cover safe uh cover safety a cover linebacker or are you like a blitzing and uh mixing it up in the middle type of guy i feel like i'm a very um i wouldn't say active i would say um there's a there's a good word for it i, I can't think of versatile it. Not even vert. I, I like getting getting in the mix. I like going. I play with a high motor. I think yeah. I feel like I play high motor. I gotta play fast, and I like going to hit people and track people down, and uh, just re- really going after people. And so I, I think I, I play. I feel feel like when I play, like you gotta kind of gotta play dangerous. And I don't. I wouldn't say I'm really like a coverage, uh, a big coverage guy. I mean, I don't really. I like hitting people, and I like and making plays and changing the game and stuff and you can do that in coverage but i mean i feel like my strengths are my acceleration getting from point a to point b and i feel like i'm i can be the best in the country at that and so um i just got to keep getting better but i think uh this year we're I'm doing we're doing some more stuff on i'm playing kind of a little different position this year uh that will kind of help our defense a little bit more and uh it will i'll get to do a lot more stuff on our on our defense this What's year. What's the kid's name for the Baltimore Ravens that played at Ohio State? The one, jo- uh, the one Joe Burrow has a big problem with. Has a problem with him? Yeah, they don't get along because Joe Burrow was at Ohio State for a while. 
For a year. Or is there a running? kid from LSU? They're line, the middle linebacker for Baltimore. McQueen, Queenie, Queen, or what the hell's it? Oh, Patrick. What's the name? It might be. It might be Patrick Queen. Yeah, where did he play? Did he play at LSU or did he play at Ohio State? I thought he played at LSU. Okay, well, he, him and Burrow don't get along, and they were teammates. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Or I'm saying they don't that, get along. That's what I've. That's kind of what I have figured out. They might be best buds. I don't know. They might smoke cigars together. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But I mean, on the field, you can't be like that's a. We're, I'm best friends with our quarterback, but I hate him when we get on the football field. Like I hate him, and we're we're talking trash to each other. And uh, I I got in trouble this year. <laughs> I because uh, I'm a, I'm a backup quarterback too, so I kind of give him a little uh, like I'll talk crap to him a little bit when I throw a better ball in him. He's really good though. He 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 had like fifty something touchdowns his sophomore year, which is crazy. And uh, this year, like during spring ball, he was running. We were doing like inside run. He tried to pull the ball and start running, act like he was running fast, and I and I hit him. I got in big trouble. <laughs> I smoked him, and he uh, like, I was like, dude, this kid's talking too much. So I hit him, and he went flying. And so I didn't even hit him that hard. He just didn't expect it, and uh, he went flying. Then like he was like thinking about getting up in my face. And then he didn't. <laughs> Nick uh, Nick is Ohio. The Bosa boys are Ohio State kids, aren't they? Ohio State, they're uh, they, they got that motor. Ohio State, they yeah, they produce those D linemen. Uh, coach, Coach Johnson is their D line. The D line coach is just something else, and he's been there for a long time. And so he, they produce him, Chase Young. They've got a lot of guys come through that D line, and every year that's that's one thing you'll get um, from uh, Ohio State is a good D line, and that's kind of what uh, the SEC is kind of known for is the d linemen that come through there but ohio state they they take it to another level there they've got some great d linemen so here's a tough question which bosa brother is the better san francisco one nick nick yeah san francisco nick bosa he's i think he's by i think he's better but dude they're both really good in college it might have been joey bosa I don't know. They're 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 pretty identical, but I think Nick Bosa is better in the NFL at least right now. He's the one that loves Trump, right? I don't know, but I'm looking. I'm looking at a picture of him. Okay, so he's six three and three quarter, two sixty six, oh, he, and he's got abs he, on abs. His physique is unbelievable. He has like, uh, it's like crazy. He's built like a like a running back, but like. Six four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like if like if I didn't see his number right there or if I didn't see the 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 name on the bottom, I would think that's Christian McCaffrey running right there. Cause it's just yeah. like a picture from his waist up and you can't really oh, see yeah. his numbers, but like he's built like it looks like Christian McCaffrey. It's, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. His brother's built just like it too. They're they're good. They came from they came from Florida, which is kind of interesting. Like went all the way to Ohio State and played great there. So I think yeah, they're, they're good. Their dad played at Ohio State, didn't he? Or did he play at Miami? I don't know. I don't remember. I know their dad played though. So are you going to play inside or outside backer? At a- I'll play inside. I'll, I'm probably going to play Mike backer. Like, uh, yeah, Mike backer. That's kind of where where I fit in the defense. But they'll they'll teach us everything. We play we play more of. I guess we play all kind of. We're multiple, but yeah, I'll I'll be the Mike backer probably. That's the one. That's the head thumper. Who's the the Cats and Moyer? Was he an inside backer? Was he outside? Yeah, inside, inside. Trying to think. The, big. He was big. He was a big, big joker. Trying to think of who AJ Hawk was an outside though. I think. I think he played inside no, though yeah, at Ohio he State. Was inside. 
Yeah, he was inside him and like James Laurinaitis. He played uh, oh, he, inside. He's he's coaching at Ohio State now. Uh, he's the inside linebackers or one assistant inside linebackers coach, and he played inside. He's they, they've got, they've had a lot of good inside linebackers. Are the how many recruiting trips? You said you took multiple, like to these different schools. What do they do? Like they just invite you like once a semester to try to roll out the red carpet for you? Yeah. So um, it's different. I mean. Sometimes a recruiting, it, it just depends on what um, I want to see. Like, I'll take OU for example. One time, I well, I like it's just the schools that I like. I'll take a visit in the world. Like the first time you go there, they roll out the red carpet, and then after that, like, um, I we I would kind of choose the schools that I really like. Like I like their coaches. I like I like that visit. I'll go visit again, but in a different way. Like I want to see like, so say like, like I went to OU and I liked it a lot when I went there. So I was like, all right, I want to come back and watch a practice and I could just drive up there and watch a practice. And that would be technically a visit. Right. But I mean, a lot of time I just show up and watch practice or come to a game and see what it's like. Uh, and then they'd have a, uh, and then they have a day where like once a year, it'd be like a junior day where they get all their guys that they're recruiting and everyone kind of shows up and you hang out together with all the other recruits and they try to get you to commit or whatever. But, uh, yeah, we've done that a lot. And, um, I mean, I'm fortunate enough, like where I live, everything is about three hours away. Like a and is about three. Austin's a little more than three, you know, OU is exactly like three. TCU is like an hour away. SMU, North Texas, there's just Texas Tech. I, I took a visit to Texas Tech. What was that like? like? That's my alma mater. They didn't roll out the red carpet. They didn't win you over. Uh that was that was my freshman year. So that was before I um I was really kind of getting recruited, yeah. and I loved it. It was actually one of my favorite places. See, there, I, it was everybody awesome. loves Lubbock. I I liked it, and, but uh, he's going to Ohio the, State. <laughs> well, the, the drive there was I didn't love. It yeah, was like ours or something it was like random in our phones I, we were with a lot of guys on our team because we went to the texas Tech, uh, football camp and then we stayed with coach lavender and stuff um and we got to like visit lubbock and stuff and it was actually really cool i liked it a lot and then coach mcguire i liked coach mcguire a lot he was kind of one of my favorite coaches but i just i just felt like they just didn't really i don't know there was other places i i think i that were a little more bigger I guess, but they have a really cool NIL thing I heard about. They're 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 paying their guys pretty well, is what I've heard. What is pretty well? Well, hold on. Like you're a defensive guy, so like Lubbock, Texas Tech, like they'll it ain't nothing for them to give up 42 points they to lose a, a top, game. They had a top 10 draft pick this they year. They did, but it's nothing for them to lose a game 45 to 42. So, you know, I wouldn't want to go there as a defensive player either, though. So you're recruiting against Tech now for defense, yeah. Okay. You can't decide if y'all are a spring sport school or if you're a football school. <laughs> but like, if you're if you're an offensive player and like you want to be in a high powered offense, Texas Tech's where you want to go because you're going to put up ungodly stats. Te- Tech is 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 moving in the right direction. And they hired a hell of a football coach. They've done a good job on their hiring. Uh, so now, what is what is an interesting? What's the what are they doing with their NIL deal? What's the money? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I've heard that they pay like I I don't remember what it was. I, I saw it on TV. They like their guys get, I think all get like thirty thousand dollars or something like that a year. Twenty five thousand. I mean, there it is. Yeah, I just pulled it up. It's it's somewhere on Google. Yeah. Uh, just that Texas Tech. That's pretty cool that all the players just get that. So I don't know how much they get of that, but 
Um, I mean, for today, that seems pretty, pretty cool. But I mean, I, I we're gonna have to do whatever we can. SMU's paying thirty six thousand, so y'all need to choke it up a little bit. Well, you know, SMU's got better donors. SMU. SMU's yeah. got Texas Tech has poor podcasts. Yeah. SMU could pay a hundred thousand yeah. per per player, and they wouldn't even be missing. Yeah, That's yeah, what they yeah. were paying back in the Pony Express days in the early eighties. So. Yeah, yeah, they were paying that before inflation. Was uh was Coach Lavender was was he like on cloud nine showing you like where he used to run around in his tech, Texas Tech days? Yeah, he knew every person there. I don't know how he knew every like he knew every dude. Like we ran into we were running into people like at the Texas Tech bookstore, and he like knew them. It was it was it was random, but yeah, he was talking about like his old stomping grounds, and he would uh I don't know how he was acting like he played a lot there. I was like, dude, I don't know about that. Coach. He caught he caught a but, touchdown uh, in the Cotton Bowl. He yeah, in the Cotton Bowl. In the Cotton Bowl, yeah. Really? The, only t- the only point that Tech scored, Jason caught the ball. Let me tell you about Jason. You're going to have a hard time going to Ohio State and have 10% of the fun that he had at Texas Tech. <laughs> I bet I bet he had – that's a fun guy. Coach Jason Lab, had a lot of fun with... growing up. He, he got me in a big fraternity fight one night at Wichita Falls because of him. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He has a ton of – Oh, he, he, Jason, was a, going to Jason was a lot of fun. Me, him, and Tony and John Miley got in a big frat party one night. Big old fight. It was a good time. And then he ran around Lubbock with Zach Thomas. So I mean, like you know, you're already royalty. He was he was friends with Zach Thomas, Roommates. and he's told me a lot of. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. He said Zach Thomas is like five nine. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just kind of crazy a short kid. Uh, well, you know, I wish Texas Tech could have wooed you a little bit more. So tell me about these recruiting visits. Are they like just anything you've ever seen? We want to know about the chicks. Yeah. They roll up. Uh, well, when I went to, uh, I, when I went to TC, or can y'all see me? Uh, uh, my camera froze. Says it's froze, but the story is what we want to hear. Okay. Uh, I went to TCU. I mean, they haven't really, they, they wouldn't really like, I don't know what's real and like what's, you know, by coincidence, we went to TCU and where you're, you know, you're pulling up and there's all these, it's right next to the fraternity and sorority, it's next to the sororities. And it was like, it was, it was in the summer. It's like every girl had bikinis on. I don't know. It was, it was funny. That was, that, recruit. that was, it was like every, every girl on campus at TCU had a, uh, um, had bikinis on, but that was really, that, I mean, that's, that's not the, like, that was really kind of the only like, girl story i ha- I mean i can think i'm trying to think about it i don't know there's a there's a we oh God, went on a lot of them there's let's say yeah that's kind of really the only girl story i've got but that was uh i think got, you're trying to avoid the question a, here <laughs> they, they hire they all hire they hire girl recruiting right. staff like their whole rec- everyone's recruiting staff is all yeah. girls and Listen, they're, they're all colleges are not dumb. TCU played in the national championship game last year. Whether they got right. beat or not, those bikinis are helping. Two titties will sell a lot of guys. Yeah, they will. So good for them. They're doing yeah. well. Um, so what, what what's this summer been like? Uh, is it just nose to the grindstone working out, or are you kind of enjoying you know your last year of uh, being a high school kid? Uh, it's been a grind. I mean, I'm still enjoying every second of it. Uh, that's kind of what I do enjoy a lot is it's my last year. And, um, we have, we have uh summer workouts Monday through Friday and we get after it every single day. And we've really built a close bond with my players, like on my team and stuff. And so that's really, that's really has been super enjoyable. I'm going to, I'm going to miss this summer because our, uh, we start school really early and tomorrow 
no, Friday is going to be our last summer workout of the year, and we have 50-40s tomorrow, so you're on 50-40-yard dashes, basically, Damn. and sets of 10. It, it's, it's like our test at the final, like at the end of the year. It's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty brutal, and so like it's, it take you can't do it by yourself. It takes everyone, and so it's good because you get to, you know, you got to hold your teammates up when they're trying to bend over, and everyone's, it's a, it's a good, it's a good workout. But I'm, I'm gonna be sitting in here all day hydrating stuff, getting ready for that, and it'll be, it'll be a good. Andy, one. Andy works out all the time. Do you think you could do one day of two a days? Fifty forty at thirty five years old. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Listen, there's a lot of breaks. That there's sounds a, like there, something we need to film. There's a lot of breaks in football. Depends on what. 50-40s. Yeah, that's a, that's a little tough. <laughs> that's not two-a-days. That's before you get to two-a-days. No. See, I would miss that practice. That's before. Like, I could do a quarterback's workout, just throw the ball around a little bit and hand it off during. Who's, y'all, who's y'all's head coach? Uh, yeah, Chris he li- Ross. So he coached. He's he's great. He's, he's coached college levels. He's coached at every level, I think, and he's a – He's been good. He's hired a really good staff around him. Our defensive coordinator uh, was a defensive coordinator, Abilene Christian, uh, and he's our head coach is kind of our offensive coordinator. Plus, Coach Lavender and Coach Park played at a uh, Baylor, and he's coached at the all levels and stuff. So it's a uh, got a really good staff. But like, I think uh, another another good thing we have about our program is our so we have like performance course. It's like a I don't know if y'all have heard about that, but it's like it's just a company um that comes into schools and they uh they basically do strength and conditioning training for you for the for the football coaches during the summer because the coaches are you know doing other stuff and our our strength coach uh and he's he's our pc coach as well as our strength coach uh yancey mcknight he um he was a head strength coach at uh texas university of texas um when tom herman was there and he uh he just moved to Lovejoy and his kids live here. And so he, he, he decided to coach us and he's turned us into, you know, animals. Like it's the strongest we've ever been as a team and stuff. Like we, we had squat matches today and it was, it was getting crazy and stuff. And he's uh, like all we've gotten super strong and he's really, really kind of engraved the culture in us. And uh, he's, I mean, our, our whole staff is, we should win state this year. And I'm just super grateful to have that, that staff we have because they're, they're pretty unbelievable. So Ross was already, another old high coach. So you've already worked out this morning. Yeah, we had we had squat we had uh, big squat Wednesday. It was our squat max uh, for the end of the summer. This because uh, it's only because it's only eleven thirty and like you've already maxed out on squat. So make yeah we hit and it was it was cool because you know like once you get to the end of the squat it's just the big guys that are going and uh, you got the whole team around you everyone getting hyped up and stuff. It was a, uh, it was fun, and then we got fifty forties tomorrow. Then, yeah, your your legs we'll are like your legs are dicked, and now you got to do fifty forties tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it makes us tougher though. That's what, yeah, that's what we need. What so. did you squat today? Uh, I got up to five eighty five. That's a. Uh, uh, it was it was. That's what Chubb does, isn't it? Or does he? It's in the six hundred club. I think he gets in the six hundreds. I'll be I'll be there by next year though. I think. I mean, it's a. Uh, it was good. It's good to have it. Like it's easier to squat when you got like an environment of a bunch of guys around you and stuff, getting all hyped up. But yeah, it was a. Uh, it's fun. I mean, it's just it takes it takes a lot to you know put that weight on the bar and then like not be scared to do it. Like it's it's great. And failing in front of your guys is the worst thing ever. So like when you got your whole team around your squat rack and everyone's singing and dancing, 
and you got to lift it. It's it, it it gets hype. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, but I mean, like when you're squatting with five eighty five when you fail, it's like that's eh, not that big of a deal. We'll let that one pass. Yeah, yeah it's like no, no, not when yeah, there's two plates true. on there. And they're like you pussy, stand up. Yeah. What do you uh, do? Y'all do uh, power clean? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we've had a really big emphasis on squat this year. Like we'll, we'll we'll power clean and stuff, but our power clean stuff is more during the season because we don't want to put a huge load on right. our back squatting during and so that's kind of where, where we'll like really max out is during the season we'll do power clean and hang clean stuff so we're uh we're about to roll start getting into that a lot though but we, i mean we still i mean i cleaned 300 two days ago I and mean, it's not like we're still clean and weight but it's uh we're not like have a big emphasis yeah, on it it's just a lot of running I'm looking at the tiktok but it doesn't say how much you did it just said J- jackson has his weight on there 275 and I think this is an older video. This is from last year. What what do uh what school did y'all get beat out by South Oak Cliff a couple years ago? Yeah, we've we've lost to them two years in a row. And I didn't play well, I played my sophomore year, had a broken ankle, and then play didn't play my junior year. So we've we've been beat by them two years in a row, but I haven't really got to play them healthy. Do they talk a lot of shit? Yeah, a ton. Their coach does too, but I mean it's just it is what it is. I mean most team like when you get to that that time of the year everyone's kind of talking and stuff but we're uh just gotta go win i mean just that's that's the end of the day is what we got to do and so that's what that's what i'm I'm not gonna be worried about talking i'm just gonna be worried about going no it's a piss poor dog that don't wag his own tail so (laughs) i don't understand the coaches talking shit at any level i I don't get that the players yeah i mean that's that's part being chippy but the coaches talking shit i don't i don't i don't from the NFL to high school, there's no reason for a coach to be talking shit. Yeah, it's good for the the media likes when the college got like with you know you get Jimbo and right. uh, uh, Coach Saban talking a lot. Media loves that, but yeah, I think I, I mean a lot of it might be just for show and stuff. But they're uh, it's I mean I guess it's just a part of the game. I, Have I don't you know. Uh, do you know who Woody Hayes is? Yep. Have you oh, seen yeah. that film? I haven't seen I haven't seen it, but I mean, my dad like if I if I committed to Ohio State and I didn't know who Woody That's Hayes is, very I very true. Do you know who he is? I, I shouldn't don't. be. Woody Hayes was the Buckeyes coach in the seventies and early eighties, and he was very controversial. And I remember I had to be about seven year, eight years old, and we were at my grandparents for for Thanksgiving or Christmas in the fall, and Ohio State was playing some in a bowl game, and a player ran off, and Woody Hayes decked him. This seventy year, sixty yeah. <laughs> seventy year old man hit yeah. a player from another team. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, that video is pretty pretty funny. They actually we're at the facility. They were cleaning out one of the locker rooms, and there was a uh, there was a chalkboard like probably about the size like size of a you know decent sized flag, like just big chalkboard that they found, and it had Woody Hayes' all his plays on there uh, that he that he drew up, and they they framed it in the uh, in the like they found it a couple years ago and framed it in the facility. It's pretty unbelievable. Like it still has chalk markings from like the 70s or whatever and it was just found at the bottom of a, a locker room or something which was and it was crazy, one of his old yeah, chalkboards it, yeah it was one of his chalkboards before i, I want to i don't know which game it was and it's got writing <laughs> all over it it's pretty it's i'm pretty watching cool. the video now yeah he just got all in that guy's shit didn't he <laughs> woody hayes who was that who was, it that was clemson oh clemson didn't even face the guy i, okay, I, I was like what did, the hell are you <laughs> Jeez. So you said you broke your ankle your sophomore year? 
Yeah, it was the basic basically the game right before that. Like I, I played every game and was completely fine. And then uh, the the jump pass game. I was my. I think we were fourth round of the playoffs, and I ended up getting twisted up and broke my ankle. And so I had to play the next game on, or I had to play the rest of that. I did it in like the first quarter, and had to play the rest of the game with it. And then, um, then the next game I uh, uh, played with it against South Oak Cliff, kind of let it heal up, and then I wrestled on it my sophomore year, and then I finally got surgery, and that was kind of really my first big injury. And then I think that might have had to do a little bit with the hamstring. Mm-hmm. Because it's foot and and stuff, but I'm I'm healthy now and I'm just ready to go freaking play football and go. Do win. they make y'all wear those uh, uh, protective things that you see in the pros? Uh, have they made it to high school yet? The eggshells, halo. What, what is it called? Like, the helmet. Deck? No, the helmet thing that protects pr- keeps your egg from scrambling. Uh, they, well, the, like, I, I know they have the thing like where they, it's like not a necklace, but it kind of goes around your neck and it puts fluid in your, it kind of makes your, makes the blood flow a little tight on your neck. So it get, puts a bunch of fluid in your head and blood in your head so you can think better and it doesn't hurt to get tackled in your head. I don't know. That, I don't know if that's what you're no, talking about. No, this is something, it's like a think, crown that they put on the helmet and it looks like bubble, it looks like no, bubble I mean, wrap. Oh. I don't know. We haven't, no, we haven't got to that yet. I mean, we're still. I, Coach Lav might whip up something for us. He, he's he's really good with that that department. And uh, but yeah, I mean we haven't we we don't really have much. There, there's not much safety and stuff at our uh, at our age. But we're not like hitting people too hard where it's like it's really that that bad. But we've actually our helmets like we've got some pretty good helmets. I think. Uh, have you seen the Axiom helmets or whatever it's like called? The, like the new spaceship-looking thing. Yeah, spaceship-looking helmets. I think La- La- J- uh, Jackson Lavender is going to wear one this season. They're I don't like how they look, so I don't wear them. But uh, people say it's like it, like they don't feel anything hitting it's what people. Zeke wears. They're gonna. Yeah, Zeke wears. The NFL. It, it's got to be almost impossible for a free agent, defensive back, or linebacker to make it on the NFL team as a roster these days because of the lack of contact back in like Bill Bates played for the Cowboys in the ring of honor. Maybe great player was a team captain. He would have never made the Cowboys if it would have been today's standards. Cause he wouldn't, he showed off Tom Landry by hitting people during practice. Right. And, and, and during, you know, he got, he would, he would lay you out. Well, that's how he got on. And he would have never, ever had that opportunity in today's world because he would have been just a fifth-string safety out there that never got to play. Well, he would have had special teams. That's where they stick the head They don't even let you hit there no more, hardly. I mean, that's about your only The game is changing. But that's what I'm saying. But a guy like him made plays because he made some big plays at practice. In practice. And they're like, Jesus, he just knocked Drew Pearson's ass out. We need to keep him around. (laughs) Now, y'all have the the Cowboy players come to uh, y'all's facilities a bunch, right? Yes, we do. We uh, one of our like quarterback trainers was Dax is like Dax's best friend. So Dax will come and throw at our uh, indoor facility and bring all the receivers and stuff. So it's a, uh, it's pretty cool. Like one day you'll just be, I'll just be hanging out there getting some extra work in. CD Lamb, you know Zeke and all them just walk in. You just kind of say what's up. I mean, it's in the past two years. Like after getting recruited a lot, I mean you're around these guys. It's not too like, it's really nothing crazy. Like after you're in the world of it. Um, so, but it is really cool. I mean, there's like, we had one of my best friends, uh, 
he plays center for us. He's our probably our best football player on the team. He ended up getting cancer. He's he's now in remission, and so he'll get to play with us the second half of the football season. And uh, but like with the us having connections with the Cowboys, like he's got all their jerseys signed and stuff, and got to meet him and stuff. It's just it's really cool uh, opportunities we get, and just having our like our just having a big name in a good facility at our high school. Uh, there's a bunch of NFL guys over world through. like Cole Beasley was there. He's been there. I mean, it's like you name anyone and they're in like NFL guys. They just off season, they just come and train it or cause those are like Micah Parsons. Did you, I don't know if you've seen that. I got to work out with Micah Parsons like three weeks ago. We just did a workout. His trainer texted me and was like, Hey, um, I mean, if you, if we can use y'all's facility, I'll let you work out with them. And I was like, sure. So we just, I worked out with Micah Parsons for like an hour and it was, it's pretty cool. So it's just cool opportunity. How big is Micah? He's actually like height wise. He's probably about an inch taller. He's really not that tall, but his arms are the longest arms I've ever seen. Like his arms actually get really close to his knee and his hands are huge. It's it's unbelievable how, and he's super, he's just super twitchy and he's just a, he's a freak of nature. He's just not, he's not too tall, but he's strong and he's long and he can, he has really good acceleration. Like I was, I feel like I have like a really good acceleration too. And we were like neck and neck with each other and how big he is. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty unbelievable. He's his hands. I mean, his hands are like double my size. It's crazy how big his hands are. He's a very talented man. I'm telling you very, very talented. That's got to make you feel good though. Like working out with Micah Parsons and you're holding your own. Yeah. Well, it it just makes you realize like, and it's this NFL thing might not be too like, might not seem too crazy. I mean, this is the best defensive player in the NFL. I mean, and I'm handing it, like competing with them is 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 pretty pretty cool opportunity. Iron sharpens iron, and I mean, you're going to one of the powerhouses in college football, so you know, there's no telling where you're going to be at two years from now, just from the competition that's in the building. Much less, you know, having to play Michigan and just you know your your games there. So, I mean, you're going to the right place to. To, to do this all. I mean, just look at the Bosa boys, you know, some of the best that are in the yeah, NFL yeah, right yeah. now came from the same place that you're going to. So the sky's the limit for you. Yeah, no doubt. There's I mean, we there, they've shown a lot of stats like they, Ohio state has the most, most like draft picks, first round draft picks, active players, like all these NFL stats, but it's cause they just, they get, they get developed at right. Ohio state. And I think that's one of their like, one of the biggest recruiting pitches they had for me was like, they told we were with a bunch of guys and they were like, do not come here. If you don't want to get worked and you don't want to, uh, you know, get beat. Like you're going to, you're going to have, have competition. You're going to have adversity here and don't come here. If you don't want that. And if you do want that, this is the place you want to go to because the guys you're going against every day. And then like, I start realizing like all these dudes are from Ohio state and the NFL that like you have no idea about. And you're just like, Oh, this dude's from Ohio State. This dude's from Ohio State, and then you you know you see why when you get there. It's like their strength and conditioning workouts, and their just everything is just so professional, and it's so so important to them. And they just they get better every every day, and their team culture is just unbelievable. Like everyone, when you're competing against the best, you want to be the best, and that's kind of what's all about. Do you feel like you want to pack on any weight, or are you kind of happy with where you are at two twenty five? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably get a little bigger. I mean, I'm just, I, I, I just want to keep my right. speed, and uh, I don't want to get like, I want to get as big as I can where it doesn't prohibit, you know, my speed. But once I get there, then I, that's kind of where I want to stay. 
Uh, but I feel like I, I, I have a really high ceiling. I think I can get a lot faster. I think I can get a lot stronger and play a lot better football. I mean, I feel like I'm, I mean, I've played, I haven't got to play too many high, like, because I'm missing my junior season. And uh, I feel, I, I just feel like I can get a lot better at linebacker. And I feel like the coaches there are going to give me the best opportunity to do that. And I, I, I really agree with their coaching. And I mean, they just get developed there. And I feel like I, that's what I, that's what I want to do. I just want to keep getting developed. And I think I have a real good chance to do that there. Very good. So tomorrow is 50 forties and then right Thursday, Thursday will be your 40 day. Yeah. Tomorrow, 50 forties. And then Friday, I think we play kickball. Like go. we'll, we'll celebrate. God, God damn, damn, don't get nervous as shit. Doing that's, that yeah, shit. Like, that's where you get hurt is fucking playing kickball. I mean, yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't. I normally tap out of that stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, you got too much riding on it. I, and then the, Monday, Nakeem Himes was on a freaking jet ski and blew his knee out. Yeah, that's how he got hurt. That's uh, a boat hit him or something. Another jet ski boater hit him. Hit him. Yeah. Oof. Um. And then Monday starts two days, right? Monday we. Oh no, we get next week off, and then uh, next week ball. is player captain led workouts, and then um and then after that we start fall camp two days and stuff like two, that. But we start school. We start school August 9th. so I think we only have like two days. Oh, no of, shit! Which is like lucky. Which is lucky like crazy. Guy. Yeah, we're so lucky. So um, <laughs> yeah, because Monday, Monday we, the school the school here starts two days here on Monday, and yeah. then we start the sixteenth here. Yeah. So two, yeah, and the UIL has a bunch of rules about it. Like you can only have a certain amount of hours or whatever. So it's yeah. Y'all uh, took, y'all did spring know. ball, so y'all lose a week of two days. What? It, yeah. Do y'all have any scrimmages or anything, or do y'all go straight into like mm-hmm. games? So we'll have our first game is the twenty sixth, okay. I think, and then the week before that we scrimmage McKinney High School, which is the just the town right next to us. But they're in a higher division, um, but we're we're planning on whooping them and then going to play College Station, which is our our first game. So it'll be it'll be. Well, fun. I mean, and let's be real here. Like the amount of preparation that you guys have had, like you know. Two a days wouldn't do too much to you guys, like because you've just you've been doing it all summer long. Well, yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like it, we don't really need it because we had spring right. ball, and then all summer every day we do skills. Like it's it's not like really necessary, I guess, because we we're we're doing football every day. Yeah. Like there's we got our whole defense installed, and we there's no there is no install. And it's just getting back used to hitting people, but. You do too much of that, and then we get guys hurt. We we don't really have a lot of too much depth this right. year, so like that's what we're trying to not get people hurt. But it's uh, we've gotten a lot better. I mean, we're we've gotten better. We spring ball was really good for us, and even this summer with this training Monday through Friday, we've gotten so strong. So it's and strength kind of helps with injuries and stuff. So it's it's been good. Have you have you ever read the book? The uh, I think it's called the Junction Boys, Bear. Have you read that book? Yeah. No, my dad made me watch the movie with like yes. Bear Bryant at a and And Jack Pardee was one oh, of the yeah. players there. But th- those guys, that when they went to summer, they went there for two weeks, hot, middle of nowhere, just to get in shape. But back then, guys worked and stuff. They didn't do football. wasn't a year-round sport like it is now. Yeah, and they, like, apparently, like, a fact about the Junction Boys is, like, they showed up. I think they started with, like, 70-something and ended with, like, 40-something. It was, like, crazy how many guys uh, – uh, like quit because of how hard it was. Right. They were good. You've also, you, I mean, you've yeah. also got a 4.0 GPA. So like, you know, you know, you take academics very seriously. Mm-hmm. It's uh, our school's good with academics. Like 
I just just turn my work. I mean, I'll get in trouble if I have bad grades. So that's kind of I don't even know how GPAs worked until hey, you get your first GPA and stuff. But you know, my parents just make me. I just don't want to come home and you know have a bad grade and see what happens to <laughs> me. So I just yeah, I just keep keep, keep my good grades and turn in my work. And our, our schools. Uh, we're like an advanced school, so you get it helps with your GPA and stuff. So we've, uh, you know, most people, our school, most people go to college, so everyone's got pretty much good GPAs. So it's, it's, it's good for us. Very good. Well, listen, dude, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. You got a bright future ahead of you. I hope that you have a great year this year. Uh, I hope that you stay injury free, and uh, kick ass up there in Ohio in January and February. Yes, sir. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys a lot. This was really fun, and I, I'd love to talk to you guys again yeah, in the absolutely. future. We would, we will we'd damn to, sure reach to out to you, to you, and you might make me a buck. At least I'm going to be a fan of yours. There it's going to be go. hard for me to go from Ohio State, but by gosh, I'm going to be a fan of yours. But everybody that comes to this door from Ohio is going to talk about this podcast because there is nothing more loyal than a Buckeye fan. No doubt, and that's that's what it's all about. So I appreciate you guys a lot, and this was this was fun. Hey, we, wish you the best, and God bless you, buddy. Stay safe and yes, stay sir, safe sir. in that damn kickball game yes. coming up on Friday. Don't we don't need we don't need anything happening there. No, not at all. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be safe. Tell, right, tell Jason I said hello. I right, will. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, bud. All right. Interesting young man. Got a great future. future ahead of him. Gosh, a mighty great future ahead of him. Boy, he's gonna have a lot of fun. Whew. He is. Mm-mm-mm. He's got a good head on his shoulder too. Okay, I'm jealous of him. Not God, very many of our guests. I didn't just... ask him if Dion approached him. Coach Prime. I'm I'm pulling for Coach Prime this year, too. Well, so am I, Jeff. You think if he does real good, he'll stay at Colorado? I think he will. I think that's a pinnacle is to win something at somewhere else. And Colorado's won a national championship before. And they yeah, recruit real well in California. But what's your time frame on that? To win a national championship? No, oh, what's know your time frame that. on him staying? Well, he's got a lot of health problems. A lot of health problems. Like, they're talking about taking a part of his leg off, I yeah, think. I think from the knee down. Um. If he stays where he can coach and stuff, I, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if he's there five years. I don't think well, he'll no, do it a long I. time. I mean, he, well, Dion, I'm 55, and he's – was he about 60? No. Coach how, Prime? How old is he? Let me look. He might be <clears throat> my age. He might be a year younger than me. Boy, I tell you, what, that's when you realize you're a big fucking loser is when you find <laughs> someone that's younger than you that's accomplished so much more in your life. 55. He is 50, same age as me. Yeah, I'm a loser. He's got a birthday coming up, though, so happy birthday, Coach Prime. Uh yeah, you should try being in your 30s and seeing what other 30-year-olds have done. At least All you've right. got 20 years on you. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so Coach Prime. But yes, if he's if he's there, if he's there less than three years, I'll be shocked. Yeah, I hope he's there for the long haul. I hope, but that's, I think, but I hope I he mean, goes there and wins and is successful. In the you've pack. got to define what the long haul is because for some people that's a decade. Five, year, five to ten years. Five years in coaching years. Five is, to ten. He'll be 60 years old then. He may not. He loves what he does. And he he's he's mentoring young men. He's been a great great asset. Do you to the like black what he community. did though? Do you I like think, what he did though? Yes. Whenever he told all those kids like hit the transfer portal. It's a dog eat dog world, and some of them were wearing milk bone underwear. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I mean, he basically told all the kids like, "Hey, update your resume because you know, I don't have. A, I'm bringing my guys." Well, of course, that's the way it is. Should be at every coaster coach. You should also respect the kids that are there. But now, somebody he, had also said he's only he's got a very small window to do all the recruiting. Tony or somebody somebody that doesn't know a whole lot about football was telling me that the way things are structured now is like your first year there, you have like unlimited moves. 
That might be. I don't if know. that makes sense. I don't know. I, I can tell you this. He's going to the Pac-12 the right time. USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. So that's going to take that big void out. And you're going to have the money machine at Oregon. You have the smart kids at Stanford. You got a chance. But what's what's weird is Shadur, he wasn't even like a he wasn't even a, a five star recruit, was he? No, but he's good in college. I don't know. He's playing a different level. A big different level playing at Jackson State than playing in the big Pac twelve. What do you mean? Uh, the competition's a whole lot some stiff. There was I understand, but Shadur's gonna be the starting I know, quarterback. And he done really well at Jackson State. He's playing against a lot better competition at at Colorado. There is not at Jackson State. Now I'm speaking I'm out of my you, ass. On should this. there have been a competition? I'm sure there was a competition. He probably beat the kid out. No, when he when when Dion walked in, he said, "There's your quarterback right there." It was when he first got hired on. Well, that's Dion's a head coach. It's his name on the line. Shador was very good at Jackson State. I'm just saying, when he goes to there, it's it, there's not a kid at Jackson State that turned down going to Oregon or Utah or somewhere to go to Jackson State. They they got the best players. Remember the big kid that was going to be the All American greatest player ever, and I think they had one kid out of that conference got drafted in the NFL. You know, it just there it's a different level of talent. I felt bad for Dion whenever he left Jackson State because people were pissed. Yeah, because like he, they attached everything to him, the, their pride, and then like he's he's got to look at it from his business and like his career's on the line, and like if he just stays at an SBCU. SB, I say that right? Uh, HBCU. H, yeah. If he just stays at Jackson State and doesn't take the next step forward, he's doing a disservice to his career. So he should go out there. His deal is different because people think, well, he don't need the money. Most guys step up for the money. They think Dion's a wealthy guy. He didn't need it, and he should be here forever. But he's got goals. I don't don't blame him at all for leaving. What hurt them the most is is that – the next guy that's a head coach there, and I don't know who that is, he can't call up Nike and say, hey, can you send us this? And Nike, Phil Knight says, oh, you bet we will, Dion." Right. And that's what that's the thing. Jackson State lost a lot of that. And that, that and that's just the – you know, that's part of it. It's kind of like the kid at North Texas, McCaslin, that went from North Texas to Texas Tech to be the basketball coach. Well, he had a really good deal. It, it, it didn't. He was making really good money, and they were very successful. Well, those people probably felt like they got slighted also. But you can't blame a man in his – you know, but what's the next step? Is McCaslin going to stay at Tech? If D- if Dion wins at Colorado, is he going to go there? Go to Notre Dame or somewhere? Or you know, whatever. You know, I've I've always said Gundy has got the best job in college football. Mm-hmm. He makes eight million dollars a year. He lives in Stillwater, Oklahoma, which is a really nice town to live in. It's a small enough town that you know everybody. And he makes big money, and he's been very successful. Well, if he would have taken that money Tennessee offered him a couple of years ago and make another million and a half a year, you got three years. If you win eight or nine games there, they're going to fire you. Well, at Oklahoma State, if he wins eight or nine games every year, they're happy. Every other, you know, but every three or four years, he wins twelve or thirteen games, and they're ecstatic. And he recruits well. You think Gundy Dion only makes five point five? It says here Gundy makes more money than Gundy Dion makes more. Yeah. Huh. I think Gundy makes eight million. Gundy played up a race three years in a row, and they kept giving him more money. Because Michigan come looking for him, and so did uh, Tennessee and somebody else. Speaking of rate, yeah, seven point five. Speaking of raises, I do not understand how when it's your time for a new contract, you automatically become the highest paid payer in history. What are you talking about, Justin Herbert? He is a good quarterback. Well, they didn't give him that much money because he was up for contract. They gave him that much money because they want to be tied down to him for a long time. I don't. 
You don't think he's worth that money? I don't understand how every contract we have to reset the market. They don't. So you think the Chargers were just like, hey, we want to Daniel Jones didn't reset the contract. We just want Yeah. He didn't reset that deal. That's because he's getting what he's paid for. Justin Herbert. I don't think Justin Herbert should be the highest paid player in NFL history. Well, he won't be in six months. Somebody else will be. That's what I mean. When the next quarterback is up. Well, unfortunately in business. I don't get that. Unfortunately in business, when you you work somewhere for 30 years and you retire, the guy they hired to replace you is going to make more money than you made and use there for 30 years. That's just the belly of the beast. Um, Herbert, if he was a free agent today, if they reset the NFL right now, and they said, everybody's a free agent. We're going to restart the whole thing all over. top five quarterback. The only two people that maybe make more money than him is Patrick Mahomes and maybe Joe Burrow. Maybe. That's it. Has, is Joe Burrow on his second contract yet? Do you think the Bills would release Josh? Would they trade you Josh Allen for Justin Herbert straight up? No. You don't think so? I think they love Josh Allen. Well, I like Josh Allen a lot, too. But I that'd think be they a, love his But that would be a tough call. Everything. Name an, another quarterback other than Mahomes, Burroughs, and Josh Allen that wouldn't trade. The Cowboys, you think they'd trade Dak Prescott for Justin Herbert? In a heartbeat. But Dak Prescott, didn't he reset the market whenever he got his he, new contract? Who would you rather have, though? But that's what I don't get. It's just like like Kyler Murray and his stupid deal. Um, that was stupid. Justin I, Herbert trying, hasn't I'm, won a playoff game either. I, that's but what I think, I'm saying. But I, I don't think, understand how he's the highest paid player in the NFL. I think Justin Herbert's a whole lot more talent is why. I just don't understand that when it's – and it's going to happen next year. It's going to be a middle-of-the-road quarterback. Joe Burrow is fixing to get the bigger deal. Oh, yeah, he's going to get paid. So that's what I asked. He's on. He's still on his rookie deal? Yep. Joe Burrow is. Yep. Okay. He's going to be the next he's, one. He should get paid. He should, He's yeah. gone. He's you know he's, been to a Super Bowl and an AFC Championship. And an AFC Championship game. That's why I said outside of Mahomes and Burrow and maybe Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert or just Jalen Hurts. I want Justin Herbert. No. I do. I think Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is very, very good, but I think Justin Herbert has more. You think Justin Herbert will be there longer? I think Justin Herbert, the way he plays, is more conducive to being a long-term quarterback. Shouldn't. But he he's, got banged up last year. He, he, he's the he's a Tom Brady, but Andrew Luck was that way too, and he got hurt. But he's in, he's in that level of that kind of play of a guy that's a pocket, read the defense, great player. He's not a a, a running run this type of offense type guy. Tom Brady's or Justin Herbert's an Aaron Rodgers type guy. And I think I would not – I talked about this yesterday with someone. I can't remember who I was talking to. We was talking about football. I think we're going to have a 7,000-yard passer soon. Really? Yeah, I do. The way the game's changing, that's averaging 400 yards a game, and there's going to be somebody's going to hit pretty close to that one of these days. And it's going to be somebody that's out of pocket – that, that uh, like Tom Brady could have legitimately did it if he'd have been younger because of the way they threw the ball all the time. Justin Herbert now with Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator, I could see him getting close to it. So, okay, I'm when I get rid of these ads. Um this is just fantasy rankings. Is Justin Fields going to reset the market when he when he's up? Probably. They he's got him as a top 5 quarterback right fantasy here. Fantasy quarterback, not quarterback. Either way, this is kind of No, it's not. These are the stats. Justin yes. Fields ain't close to above 10 of those guys behind him. As a quarterback, he is a great fantasy quarterback. He is not a great quarterback. He can't throw the fucking ball. Is Justin Herbert a great quarterback? Yes, is he Justin is. Herbert a, a quarterback that he's is legit. worthy of resetting the market? Yes, yes, because it's supply and demand. If they if if they wanted to trade him, twenty seven teams NFL be after that shit. 
Look at go up the list a bit. Let's go. Let's go talk about it real quick. Okay, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson. I would rather have Justin Herbert as a quarterback than either one of them. And then I like, who? Then, then Hurts or J- Lamar Jackson. Oh, Justin Fields not even fucking close. Joe Burrow. I probably would rather have Joe Burrow than Justin Herbert. They're pretty close. Tua, no, not even close. Trevor Lawrence, no. I think Trevor Lawrence is moving up that list, too. Anthony Richardson, fuck no. I wouldn't even, no, not even close. He's going to be a good fantasy quarterback. And he may be a great NFL quarterback, but he's a rookie. Dak Prescott, nope, Justin Herbert. Deshaun Watson, no, Justin Herbert. Kirk Cousins, no, there's nobody on that list. I do think your boy Aaron Rodgers is going to do a whole lot better than you think he is. They love him. Uh, depends on what you're looking at on Twitter. He's got some big highlights. Get a Garrett Wilson kid. He looks like he's a real deal. I don't know. Garrett Wilson's the new Devonte Adams. Just whenever I read Justin Herbert, highest paid player in the NFL history, I was like, what? Yeah, that changes all what? the time. You got to be a quarterback and you've got to be on a team. And he's got a lot of time. He's what, 24 years old, 25. But I understand Burrow's going to reset the market whenever he yes. he redoes his deal. But then next year, it's going to be another guy. It's going to be another guy on this list. Three years from now, Justin Herbert is going to have a team-friendly contract. They do it now, and they got a team-friendly contract. Just like the Giants signed that lineman <clears throat> yesterday, and they gave him a seven-year contract. Right now, he's making a lot of money. But four years from now, he's not. He's they, you got a good deal. So if you're a top-five quarterback in the NFL, you're going to reset the market you're when reset you're a free agent, probably. Yep, because of supply and demand. Just good enough, just good enough is good enough. I no. mean, he hasn't he's, he's done what Lamar Jackson's you, done. If you were a GMF team, he was your quarterback, you wouldn't be excited? The, the potential's there, sure. Okay. He's got a lot of potential. He does. He's, he's good. He's been hurt a little bit. He's good, though. His, but his, his conducive, the way he plays is conducive to a long-term deal. Unless something freak happens, he's got a the way he plays. He does, he's not going to put himself in a lot of danger, and you know they've got a good team around him. Uh, now, do you think someone he shows up big ball and comes in the locker room today? You think Austin Eckler, who's fighting for his six million a year and has led the NFL in two touchdowns, there's a little jealousy there. I th- Saquon sold his soul. Saquon was smart though. He wasn't going to get nothing nowhere else. It was a franchise tag for ten million. Yeah, he got a million extra he got incentives. A, he got eleven million dollars. He should have taken that thirteen million they offered him four months ago a for three one years. One year, eleven million dollar deal versus the ten million dollar franchise tag. You know why? That extra million will well, pay for no. If he he's inflation. betting on he bet on himself. If Saquon has <clears throat> fifteen hundred yards rushing and catches eighty balls this year, he'll get a three year. Thirty-five million dollar contract, forty million dollar contract, probably. If he could, if he has a really good year this year. The problem with, and we talked about this the other day in the office. The problem with running back is you can get a fourth round guy and he can turn out and be a stud. Look at the, look at this look at the list right now. The running backs you got McCaffrey, first round draft pick, Austin Eckler, undrafted, Saquon Barkley, first round draft pick, Bijan Robinson, first round draft pick, Tony Pollard, fourth round, Jacobs, I think was a first round or he. I think he was a first round. Nick Chubb was not a first round pick. Jonathan Taylor, late first round. Derek Henry, was he a first round pick? I'm sure he was. Ramondre he was Stevenson, free. undrafted free agent, I think, or six round pick. Joe Mixon was not a first round pick. Travis Etienne was a second, I think, pick. Andrew Jones, I think, Aaron was Jones. a Aaron Jones was a fourth round pick. Najee yeah. Harris, late first round. Brees Hall, first round late. Gibbs at Detroit, first round late. Madison might be a free agent. Uh, Miles Sanders, late. J.K. Dobbins, 
who who's whoever his agent is is smoking too much pot, trying to get him to hold out, and he's hurt and shit. He ain't gonna. That, there's no market for you to hold out. James Conner, like Damian Pierce, was a fourth round pick, I think. I mean, you, you can be in a lot of these guys at the top of the list, like Christian McCaffrey is very, very, very good. But Jeff Wilson, when he was healthy, you didn't lose much having Jeff Wilson, and they're not Christian McCaffrey. Or that other guy. Um, Whoever they have. Played in Miami yeah. last year. But, I mean, Mo- Mostert. Yeah. But the, the, the NFL is so – running backs are just – you can exchange them left and right. And I feel bad for the guys because, you know, it. it's kind of – they feel important. Like having a good running back – Feels yeah, like, they get all the press. Feels like something you should do, but I in today's NFL, they're not the end all be all. No, they're they're not as they're not as important as OJ Simpson was back in the day. No, not or at all. Or Emmett Smith, or twenty years ago, the running back was a highest paid guy, and right. that's and usually made Tiki more Barber. than the quarterback, and they were very well looked. Everybody loved them, and it was all about them. Well, the game's changed now. It's your wide receivers, right. and boy, I have caught shit over my comment about CD Lamb being overrated. Woo-hoo. From a lot of people, but yeah. I still think CD Lamb was is very. I think he's overrated. A team that threw the ball a lot, and he was the number one wide receiver. That's who I'm going to get right there, Jeff. Justin Jefferson. That's my pick. Yeah. Well, I hope you do. Or Jamar Chase. What about Cooper Cup? What kind of numbers do you think he has? All depending on Stafford. Stafford, Plus, I heard they're not happy with. Cup is older. I think Cup's 31 or something like that. I think he's older, so it's all going to depend on what Stafford does, unfortunately. And that is not a, a wagon I would want to hitch myself to. If I'm drafting them wide receivers right there, Justin Jefferson and Chase are one and two. There's no doubt about it. But I'm going to stick on down to number nine on the list of my third receiver probably. A.J. Brown and Garrett Wilson probably going to be my number four wide receiver I would take. I would take him overall. Cup's got question marks. Tyreek Hill is in an offense where he's gonna they're gonna throw the ball a lot, but he's gonna be one is of Is he getting suspended or did No, I they that settled up. up out they settled out of court. I don't even think it's gonna do nothing that happened. But him and Jalen Waddle are sharing. Why don't you like Stefan Diggs? I think he's a he's a bitch. <laughs> I really think. He whines and gripes about every fucking thing all the time. Well, yeah, but I mean he just he does constantly bitching and griping about shit up there. And he's not a team player, I don't think. So he's very good. I'm not saying I just think that AJ Brown and Garrett Wilson I would take over Stephon Diggs. So they're your four they're your three and four. Justin Jefferson, Chase, AJ Brown, and Garrett Wilson are my top four wide receivers. What this about year. Saint Brown? Nah. Nope. Not out on him. No, out I'm on, not out, out on, on Devontae. Him. No, I like all of, I'm not saying nothing against them all. I like Stephon Diggs. I'm just saying in in C D Lamb, I would take late in the second or third round in our draft. But I think that AJ Brown and Garrett Wilson are more important. And I also like Calvin Ridley a lot, but he's going to share with Christian Kirk, but I do like him. And Olave at New Orleans, <laughs> telling you Derek Carr is going to be good this year. I wonder how much it would change the draft if we did three wide receivers like we're starting to see. More and more leagues are going to that. It's because it's getting to be the more popular thing because there's so many of them. Right. You can always pick up a wide receiver that's going to get you some points. Running backs, it's uh, tough. All right. I got a long drop. Uh, road yeah, trip you're going today. Yep, I'm leaving today. Go to Delta. Little Come Rock. by and see me at Boss Shot Shells. Yep. Uh, almost all of our sponsors there. Go to Lucky Depth. They got a brand new. They got a whole host of new products. Um, and hopefully we're going to have Luke on next week or Tim. Oh, that'll be fun. Or Sean or somebody from Lucky Duck, and we can sit down and go over everything they've got coming out. I'm gonna... Let me see if oh. I can find everything. You sent it to me. 
yeah, so they got the new flappers. They got a new website coming up, or new spinner, I mean. Uh, goose hunters are always notorious for, uh, you know, cut the spinners off when the geese are coming, and white side will be down. Uh, they got an ice eater coming out, ice X, so, you know, you can get rid of that unwanted ice. Uh, kennel stuff, kennel plates, and I don't know if I can say this last one, so I'll just wait for them to come on and... That way I'm not spoiling anything because they're releasing everything this week. When's this come out? Tomorrow? Yep. Check out season or episode two of The First Family comes out tomorrow on mm-hmm. YouTube. It's a cr- Well, it'll be today. It'll be today. Yep, today. Make it's a little emotional. It's a good it's a good series. It's about our gold star dove hunt with the kids. Uh good times, good job. Rick and Strudel done a great job on it. Thank y'all for for all of your support you give us. Patreon account. Great poll on there yesterday. Of course, I lost on my bet on who who was going to be the dumbass. You didn't watch the video? Yeah, I watched the video, but I was wrong on who I thought it was going to be. That's what I'm asking. You you participated in the poll before? Yeah, you like you told me to do. Oh, okay. So anyways, did, you said Tony, didn't you? Oh uh, yeah, I did. Same thing, Mom did too. Did Bentley ever receive a vote? No, he never did. He didn't do much dumbass shit ever. Bentley. Uh... I sent that to him, and he said, well, I did have some good competition. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to miss him this year. Big Josh got only got 3% of the votes. Little Josh did end up winning, but I think some people I think some people cheated. Cheated. I think they watched the video and then came back. And anyway, Tony, pay- Tony and Little Josh were neck and neck. And not many people know Tony. That's what's funny about this. No, they just they've hear me on- calling him a dumbass. They've the only time. seen a couple clips of him. Uh on on this Patreon and some other places, but like Tony didn't even like he's relatively unknown and he was second there. People know. All people, right. People can sense it. Thank y'all for listening to us. God bless y'all. Have a great week. Enjoy your weekend. It'll be at Squad Fest or Delta. Come by and say hi to us. Make sure you buy Andy beers. Thank you. Bye. Buy me a beer at Squad Fest. Oh. I don't know what other button I hit. Uh yeah, so come out, see me at Squad Fest. See Jeff if you're in Little Rock. Uh, check out the boss booth shotgun shells there uh, also check out Pacific Calls Dive Bomb Industry Dirty Duck Coffee Lucky Duck they're releasing all their new stuff for this waterfowl season go check out what they've got Shin Gear Looking Glass Podcast Ducks Unlimited Double T British Kennels Mossberg Stanfield Outfitters Alpha Outdoor Specialties and Hemp Hill Farms get that CBD take care of those aches and pains